Lightworkers Unite is a podcast and social show hosted by intuitive women, lightworkers, and most importantly, friends, Mayuman Manjeet. Welcome to our podcast, where we believe there is a lightworker within all of us. Whether you are a medium, an educator, or a nuclear technologist, there's a lightworker within you, and we have work to do. This is a call to action. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Hi. Hi. (laughs) Are you today, my darling? I'm great. How are you? How about um, we woke up to snow this morning. Did you have snow? Oh my gosh. No, we didn't have snow. Get out. Oh my gosh. No. We had like, you know, not a lot, but a, a covering, maybe an inch. Yeah. No and way. I I think it's gone now, but it was kind of it was kind of pretty. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I was uh no, actually that's interesting you say that cuz Mira has a friend that lives kind of uh north of us, not very far, and they said the same thing. They had snow today. Oh, wow. Um, and we're convergence zone you know where i live it's like right in the unincorporated area but we're on a bluff so we get weird fucking weather i bet you do yeah yeah you guys are in a weird area yeah everybody gets rain and we get hail okay like you know get a snowstorm and we get like you know a fucking blizzard i don't know it's really bizarre (laughs) but yeah i'm glad you got a little snow you're wearing it was it was nice Yeah, it was beautiful. And like I said, it's it's all gone now, but it was kind of nice to wake up to. And of course, there's no such thing as snow days anyways. <laughs> uh, no, with our kids, right? Yep. Well, today, uh, how do you feel about um, episode 21? I don't um, know. I feel talking, great. Talking about the Claire's. What do you think of that? Talking about the Claire's. And of course, I'm sure people are like, what? What the hell? Who's Claire? <laughs> so... Okay. Yeah, the Claire's, and that's kind of uh, what we refer to them. And so for those out there, we thought we needed to kind of go back to some basic information when it comes to intuition. And we, and that's what we're about. You know, the light workers are about really trusting and diving into our own intuition and trusting that. But if you don't know what the clairs are, <laughs> that's, those are kind of really the, the, what do you call them? The avenues, the resources, the, what do you call it, man? Yeah. Like the main source of getting information. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love how you've said before in the past, like a radio wave. And I think like spiritual information right? It's constantly kind of being well broadcasted, you know, (laughs) all around us. So I think because the spirit is broadcasting information, it kind of becomes our responsibility as light workers to kind of interpret that. Like, how are we going to decipher that broadcast? um, You know, that radio wave, do we, you know, how do we do that with our senses that we have in our mortal coil? (laughs) with our eyes and our ears and our mouth and our nose, you know, I think this is going to be a really fun episode to just kind of unpack, you know, how are we, you know, translating spiritual knowledge from our guides, from the universe, from each other, even, you know, that we're, yes, that's actually a great question. I, you're right, because we can pick it up from other people. Yeah, if I'm talking to you or if I'm talking to the crazy Asian lady, you know, my mom and picking up on stuff from her, maybe I am getting uh, the maybe I am clairsentience and using that where I'm feeling like her her knees hurting or something. We this This is really interesting. I think I don't always use it 
daily around people that I know and love, I usually do it in a reading or if I'm looking and trying to connect with spirit, then I kind of open up all my senses and say, okay, you know, let's, let's tap into that. But I like, I like that. And that's something that we're talking about with light workers who are working and being and living every day and how to step into your intuition and using it every day. I, yeah. So that's a great reminder for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And I think uh, for, for, for me, I, I know I obviously in my intuitive coaching, I definitely am tapping into that, that kind of, you know, clairvoyance, you know, the seeing part mm -hmm. of it. We'll, we'll unpack all of these uh, for you all too soon, but I know in my family, I really do the clairsentient, which is the feeling like I can, a lot of times I'll get a bit of a, uh, a stomach ache and Mira will come out and say, oh, my stomach hurts. And yep. I'm like, oh shit. Yeah. That's not mine. It's, it's yeah. so it's, it's kind of a, I think it's really important to identify these, but then also, you know, find ways to manage them right? so that we're not, you know, being bombarded by this. If you are an empath or mm -hmm. really connected to the people around you, um, it can be really kind of dis disarming at times. Right. So, yes. so maybe we'll talk about the five clairs or six clairs, and then we can talk about maybe protection a little bit or mechanisms to navigate them a little. What do you think? I, I think that's a great idea because well, one, so that people are educated about what they are and we'll like you said we'll kind of go through that one by one um and then let's talk about yeah so what would you do if you are an empath and you are using three of your clairs at all times and being bombarded by that and how to to clear it and protect right and preserve um yeah uh, you know preserve that energy too because um maybe you don't need to be doing all three of those Right. You know, maybe, maybe just a couple will be sufficient, you know? So, yeah. So let's, let's, let's talk about what are those, those uh, six, are there five or six? There's actually six. Yeah. So uh, which one do you want to start with? Let's start with the most common and that would be clairvoyance. Would you agree? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And it, it <laughs> clairvoyance, it was making me laugh earlier because um, Mamie were telling me a story about uh, somebody introducing you as a clairvoyant. Yes. And it was really funny. <laughs> Your reaction was like, what? I'm a clairvoyant? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was so funny. But um, essentially a clairvoyant, right, is somebody who has visions of the past, the present and the future kind of in their mind's eye, right? Mm -hmm. um, or I know for me, it's it kind of originates in my third eye and it's it feels almost like a dream yeah state yeah. it's it's you know it, it's it's kind of or and, and sometimes i will see it in a dream so those are you know how about um what do you think yeah the so the uh so what claire means let's start with that is clear right so clear seeing and i think of it as almost like a daydream like you said it's like a dream it's daydreaming I always picture, you know, the girl on the train looking out the window, she's daydreaming and you see her thoughts in the movie. Well, it's kind of like that, but unintentional, um, where all of a sudden you're just being shown thoughts and maybe it's a scene, maybe it's a picture, you know, maybe it's just a flower. So it depends on um, the way you see things. So clairvoyance seeing, right, or clear seeing can be in the mind's eye, but it could also be, you know, that which is subjective could also be objective, 
which you actually can speak to. Um, so you can do both seeing your mind's eye using that third eye and vision, but you can also see spirit or see something, an image, um, an entity or something that's in front of you. Is that correct? Yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, sometimes it comes in like a, a vision where you can yep. really discern that it feels like a gossamer, like, you know, like really not like not present, you know, yeah. not, <clears throat> and not, then, not rock solid. Yeah. Yeah. And then other times um, it, it really does feel like they're right in front of me. Yeah. You know, and, and they're, they're talking to me or they're speaking to me or like I was in an Akashic record reading and this little dog came running up <laughs> in the, like, it was like, it, you know, this little cutie patootie dog was right there. And I could, I could like reach out and almost pet it. It felt so real. And I, I had said to her, um, there's a little dog here. It's a little white fluffy dog. I'm not sure why, why the fuck he's here, but, and, and then she, she did say, <laughs> my dog just died last mm, week. Yeah. So yeah. It was just kind of like, you know, uh, it, but it, yeah, very, very clear. But I, I do think that, um, you know, like you were saying earlier, the clairvoyance, the seeing, it can be very scary to see something that looks more solid like. Yeah. And um, I know in the beginning, I did really kind of think I was crazy. Sure. It's very scary. Yeah. And not being able to discern is that, is that real? Is that, you know, in front of me? Or is that not real? So it, it yeah. and not everyone has this, I understand not everyone is going to be clairvoyant or have that clear scene, but you can develop this. So everyone who has any of these clairs that we're going to go through the list, I want you to know that you may have one of them is going to be really prevalent, really the strongest one. And for me, and I, I, I don't know about you, but clairvoyance is the is my strongest one, mm -hmm. the scene in the mind's eye. <clears throat> but you can also have a little bit of the others as well. And then you build upon that. So some people think as soon as they've really kind of mastered the clairvoyance, then they can start adding the other clairs so i think the clear scene is is the coolest one but it's also fucking scariest one yeah yeah it can be although i know for my my i think my biggest strength my biggest clair is the claircognizance is really where I feel like that is my my go-to all the time and that is um that is a very it's a clear knowing yeah yeah so let's do that so we're moving from clairvoyant so now we're going to go to clear cognizant yeah and yes and that's my second one <laughs> <laughs> I love it yeah so what what is that what is clear um cognizance well, I was just going to ask you and you kind of started on it. Oh, okay. I can tell you. I think. <laughs> yes. Yeah. This is, um, I think it's just a knowledge. It's just like a, for me, uh, my, my personal definition is just, it's just like a, a knowing, just really a clear knowing, like you just know something about that person or you, or an event and it, and it really just kind of pops into your mind. Like it's, it's, and it's, and it feels so right. Like it just feels like I know this. And and if somebody were to say, how do you know that? I, I would be like, I don't fucking know. That, but I and, know yeah. <laughs> and I, you know, so that, I, is that what you think of it as Claire? 
Uh, yes, that's exactly what it is. It's that that deep, deep knowing. And they say this is the one that's the hardest to validate. So at least you now with clairvoyance, if you are seeing something, you might be able to say to someone, hey, you know, I see a dog. And does that make sense to you? Where the, the knowing, it's just, it's just, it's kind of unknown. Like, I don't know how I know this, but I just know it. And you know it in the depths of your soul. I always feel it like in my chest and my gut. So I guess more like solar plexus is where I really resonate with Claire Cognizant. It's that deep, deep knowing of something. Yeah. Yeah. Which makes sense, right? Because that is your power center. That's yeah. like where you are really in your power, mm-hmm. you know, in that in that solar plexus, that third chakra. Um, and if you want to know more about chakras, then you really have to come to our <laughs> workshop coming up in a few weeks. <laughs> That's right. That's right. I, I, I love that. I love that connection that you made with that because it is really about faith. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it's just about like, you know, it is hard to convince people validate yeah because you don't know why you know but you just you just like i know this yeah yeah that third that solar plexus that beautiful brilliant yellow energy is just shining like oh i got this for me it's also i do feel that in my gut but i also feel like this tingling on my crown chakra Mm. i feel like that is where you know i'm getting that you know your connection yeah you're getting that brain dump from the universe and and it's like don't challenge it don't question it like it's this is just, it, it is just the truth is the truth is the truth. That That's how I feel when I, you know, I'm. I like that. Do you love it? Oh, the truth is the truth is the truth. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. <sighs> yes. Yes. I love that. I love that. So yeah, that is Claire cognizance. And I do agree with you in that it, I think it does take, takes the most practice. It well. does because people can't, like I said, it's hard to validate it against something unless you're practicing with a person or a friend. Um, but if you just, something just comes in, you know, I'd like my dad, I'm going to share this used to, I, now that I look back, I realize, oh my gosh, he was using the Claire cognizance in this where he would say, uh, no to a sleepover, whatever reason, let's say, Hey dad, can I, I'm going to have a sleepover. Can I do that? And he'd say, you know what? No, not tonight. And I'd be like, why? And he would say, I don't need to say why. And he says, and I don't really know why. I just know that I have to say no to this. And he said, I can't explain it. I just know that you're not supposed to go. Yeah. And and it was always followed by, I'm sorry, I can't explain it. But just trust me because I'm your dad that I just know that you're not supposed to go. Yeah. And, and you know, how many parents listening to this to this episode can relate Right. Mm -hmm. That is. And what I love about that is it's a gut instinct. Yep. It's like, you just know it. And and then you just, you just act on it. And it's in in gut instinct. That's where your solar plexus is. Right. Like when you said that, I was like, Oh shit, that just, it's a total connection, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's like, just as as a parent, I think we really fine tune this, this, um, Claire Mm -hmm. cognizance. It's a, you know, we can call it mother's instinct. Yep. Or father's instinct in his case. In your case. Yeah. Yeah, But he explained that to me. And that is so interesting that it's coming up now because it was something I have always remembered. It was something that stood out to me. And I remember thinking, well, one, I was pissed because I couldn't go and he couldn't give me a reason why. And I have three really hormonal bitchy teenagers right now. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love them. But still, you know, pandemic, they're homeschooling. And so they have, they'll say to me, if I say no to something, why? Give me a reason why. And sometimes it's just, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like you're not, I, the answer is no. Sorry. I just feel it. I, okay. I can't explain it. But no, and and I think that's a that that gut instinct, that feeling that you get from even from other people. And I think when we're younger, we mm-hmm. really are connected. I think younger people are very connected to their claircognizance, where they're just like, "Ooh, that person doesn't seem very nice," or "That person seems dangerous," or whatever it is, right? They're really, I think, tapping into that knowing that, like, here's like your spirit guy. So this is my theory. You're a little, you're a little one. And I think your spirit guides are really, really active. I think they're very prevalent. They're really shining the light on your life. Mm -hmm. And so they're the ones that are saying, you're not, no, you're not going to go over there. You're not going to play with that person. You're not going to, that's not going to happen. And you just feel it and you just know it. And you don't have all of that life experience of doubt and fear to, to mitigate that. You just, right. you haven't, you haven't been conditioned yet. Right. Yeah. By, yeah. by the matrix, you know, by like life, you know, kind of being human. You. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I think that's my, um, that's why I think kids are really, really claircognizant. And I think it is. I think it's because their guides are just saying, you know what? You need our help right now to navigate the world. A mm-hmm. little bit, you know? Yeah. And they're also clair- clairvoyant because you'll see or hear yes. about those little toddlers walking around looking at something. <laughs> and you're like, what are they looking at? And I really, I agree with you, Manjeet, and I, I believe that they are still so fresh, so new from that realm, from from heaven, from spirit, that they're just getting acclimated to their new body and being human. So they're coming, they're, they're fresh from there. So it's all um, available to them and they see more, hear more and know more until they get conditioned and then and then shit, you know, society says, I'm sorry, there's no such thing. That's not there. <laughs> if you have any kiddos and you have any like fun little stories about your kiddos, feel free to post uh, on our podcast. We'd love to hear them. I know mm-hmm. these yeah. little these little suckers, man, they just know shit. They do. Yeah. I have a great story that I want to share um, at the end. Remind me. Okay. Not, no, um, I, at the end, because it's it's really, it's kind of around this subject, and it's just a cute story, um, and you may have, maybe I've already shared it with you, but at the end. Okay. So let's, um the next one is, what one should we do? Should we talk about Claire Audient? Yeah, I Audience? think uh, that might be my, well, I don't know if it's my third, or I think my feeling is third. Mine too. Claire yeah. Audience is, um okay, so which is clear hearing, right? And this one is where you actually hear, hear spirit or hear information coming to you, whether, um, and I think some people hear it in either the right ear, left ear, or even the inner ear, I understand. You can hear a voice or you can hear noises. Um, So I personally do not, this is going to sound strange, I don't hear things but um, like physically here, this is going to sound so weird, but kind of mentally here. So again, maybe it's in my mind's ear, like where the sight is in my mind's eye. This is more in my mind's ear. I can actually in a dream state, 
or that daydreaming thought seeing hear someone's voice calling out to maybe it's i hear grampy's um gravelly voice calling out to his grandson but i'm not physically hearing it through my ear and, and i so if that makes sense it's hard to understand you know maybe it's just a movie playing out and i can hear it playing out in my head yeah i i hear what you're saying about that like it, it almost feels like a secondary voice not a primary voice right feel like like for me when i have a claire audience actually my third one is clairsentient which is feeling so we'll talk about that one later but um but this one i think is probably if my fourth i think and and when i hear it i i have like you know we have our tells my yes if if spirit wants me to answer yes it's at a feeling so it's clairsentient i have this very specific feeling that i have but my no spirit tells me no in my ears like audio oh I feel it but I, I can hear it. And it, it is a very loud reverberating in my ear, in stereo. It says, nope, no, nope. So it's really interesting. And, and I think that's, that's kind of um, one of the reasons why I think this uh, was kind of a fun episode for us to do is, you know, other people are feeling that as well, maybe, you know, other people have a different way of connecting with spirit. And for, for the, for my no frequency spirit is it's auditory. It is absolutely 100% wow. clear audience. I hear it really, really loudly. Um, to the point, I mean, even when I was really little, it used to really scare me. It used to yeah. really, really like bother me because I would, I would turn around, you know, I would, I'd, I'd be like, who said that? Yes. You know? Yes, that has happened and, to me and I don't like it at all. I think yeah. that's what I've done and, is I've shut it down. So keep yeah, going. That's what I was going to say. I think, I think that's probably very natural, you know, to do. And then what I also think about, Claire, I mean, I, I kind of figured out how to, how to maneuver it. So I don't hear stuff all the time. It, it comes to me in a feeling or a knowing instead. Yeah. Or a seeing. So like hearing is kind of like, you know, like down the list, but what I do what I do notice is my daughters, they're both piano players and they have been since they could, they were learning how to write words. They were le learning piano to read music. And that was um, just something, you know, William and I really wanted to do with them is have music in our home because I didn't ever learn an instrument. And I was always <laughs> really sad about that. So uh, both of my girls, they play and they play really beautifully. They play very differently. Um, but I swear they are hearing music while they're playing. Like it's almost like they're, it's like they're, they're processing the music before it comes out in their fingers. And, and, and it's really, it's a very interesting process and I'm, I'm not a performer. So if any of you are performers <laughs> or musicians, I'd be really curious to hear if that's true, if that's really what's happening. Like Mina, um, they, they kind of compose their own music now. They can, Mina, Mira, my oldest daughter, she reads music very, very well, very proficiently. Mm -hmm. And uh, she she can play and she kind of composes her own stuff on the fly. And Mina never really <laughs> read music very well, but she really, she will just hear something a couple times and then just play it. And so, wow. and then she makes it shit all the time. Yeah. And I've always asked them, like, well, how do you know how to do that? And, and I really think they're tapping into that Claire audience. I think that they're kind of being shown something through their ears, you know, and then it, when it comes out, it's just, it's just, it's just amazing. 
you know, I, I, I don't know. I want, I'm wondering if that has something to do with it. Yeah. Have and you I think, asked them before? Yeah. They, they've often said, oh yeah, no. And for them, it's just so intuitive. They're just like, yeah, of yeah. course I can hear. Yeah. But I'm I, like, are I you hearing that. it before your plan? So it's very, I think that would be really, really an interesting question. I'd be curious for any performers out there that they, how they process music in their work. And, and mm. if they're having premonitions of what a song should sound like or, yeah, you know, no, yeah. I don't know. I think it's a gift. I think so too. I'd be curious to hear if music notes are coming to them in some form, right? Is it auditory where like you, where you could hear that? No. I'm wondering if they can hear a tone or something yeah. that's helping them through that. Yeah. Um, and, but it is, I want to address that. Um, I think, who was I talking to long ago? I was talking to someone who, could hear or maybe I was listening to it on a radio station or something a woman had called in and said that she can hear spirit and they would talk to her right ear now we've talked about the right side is masculine left side is feminine um, or you know paternal maternal and I had once heard and it was late at night of course that in between state of falling asleep and um, being awake and I had someone touch my leg and then say my name in my right ear, really close, like Mayum. Oh. And it was male, without a doubt, a male's voice. Yeah. And scared the living fucking shit out of me. <laughs> oh my I, God, yeah. I, I mean, I jumped. I, I didn't like the touching. Okay, number one. Um, <laughs> that was not cool. And it was just my leg, but still, it wasn't John. Yeah. <laughs> It wasn't a toddler. It was something, something was touching me. And it was a touch. It was not like, uh, I don't know. It wasn't, I'm stumbling in my words. It, It was definitely like a placement of a hand. Yeah. And then the auditory of my name being said to me woke me out of that right? It's, it was trying to get me out of the, the state that I was in, because it brought me right to full awake immediately. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to know who that was, and why? Why was that? Was it just kind of, ooh, <laughs> let's mess with Mayum and see what she thinks about this? Or was it, uh, we need to wake her now? Like, I can't remember, and I don't know why. And nothing came of it other than me turning over and like making sure I was grounding myself by holding on to John because I didn't like it. It felt not scary, but just a little unnerving. Like I really, someone was wanting to talk to me and I wasn't, I wasn't open to it at that time because yeah. it startled me. So anyway, I feel like I shut that off uh-huh. by doing that. For sure. And For then, sure. Um, and then one last thing about the Claire audience. Um, when I am staying up late at night watching Netflix with my girls, right? And we're starting to kind of wind down. And I I, sometimes I'm still working on the computer. If I start to get sleepy, I start to hear all kinds of voices. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I've told you this, Manji. And so it's like conversations going on. I hear it like people are in the room and there's no one there, but I hear it in, in my ear and I kind of ignore it. And then I thought, you know what, maybe I should be paying attention. Maybe I should listen to what they're saying. Because it feels like I'm overhearing a conversation between spirit. Has that ever happened to to you? um, Yeah, definitely. And it's usually when I'm in that dream state. Yeah. But it, I think it's because my defenses are low. I'm, I'm, I'm more open. It's exactly. Same. Yeah. But I remember you telling me that uh, before 
it's kind of like in that dream state. And then you'll have to check out our dream episode because we talk a little bit about the wavelengths of our brain and how open and receptive we are. Um, and I wonder if that, that has something to do with the fact that you're lowering those defenses and you're going into more of a theta, you know, yes. brain wave. Theta waves. And mm-hmm. That might be the frequency where, you know, you're hearing all this, the, the, the actual chatter. Yeah. I have heard you tell me before, uh, the very first time you had told, told me was you would hear noises upstairs in your bedroom from downstairs. Yeah. You would hear comfort, like it felt like a conversation. Conversations and, and creaking, people walking around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, and you know, you, I love that. I love that you, you know, own your power mm-hmm. and you shut that shit down, man. You yeah. just shut it down. Say, I spirit. No, I don't like that. I don't want that. I don't like that. You know, it's not serving me. No, exactly. <laughs> and hey, if you want to have a party up in my bedroom, fine. Just don't let me listen to it. I don't need to hear it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Calm that shit down, please. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, that. it's like someone's walking around. I mean, this house is 16, almost 17 years old. It is already settled. There's no more settling. Thank you very much. <laughs> it so those are those are people walking around. But so like spirit is fucking heavy sometimes. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, and then hearing the the chatter, the chatter—that's kind of my word. It feels like chatter. Chatter, yeah, like conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, I'm with you. I I've definitely had that before, and I just literally like now at this point in the game, I just kind of say, okay, settle down, motherfuckers, or speak up. Yeah. <laughs> I'm usually ready for bed though by then. So yeah. I'm usually going, oh, okay, come on, calm down, calm down, everybody. Yes. Um, that kind of is a it's a great uh um interlude to the because you were talking about that story with the hand that's the that's the clairsentient that's the yes it is let's talk about that yeah so clairsentient is um is a really it means clear feeling and so what's interesting is your story really talks about a physical touch yeah i mean that's scary as shit yeah no, don't be touching me, spirit. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need it. Your hands on me. <laughs> well, and it, it's very much like that last, uh, the story you had a, in two episodes back, we were talking about mediumship. And remember you were saying there was a spirit that was actually trying to like go through into you, like yeah. trying to, mm-hmm. like Whoopi Gold ghost you and shit. That's right. Physical mediumship where they, it's, so I found out in my mediumship class just today with Lisa Williams. It's blending. And I had heard about blending, but I didn't really know much about it. So we we talked about that all day today. Wow. How right, how the irony of just that happened to me. Mm-hmm. And it is, it's blending uh my auric field with that spirit and where they come in really close. So uh but this is interesting. So the so yes, the clairsentience is feeling, but I usually I would say for most of us that that feeling um or the clear feeling comes with bodily functions inside like maybe my heart might palpitate or i might get a severe headache um or all of a sudden my lower back hurts you know so i'm picking up on in my work it's usually picking up on how the solar spirit that i'm talking with had passed or the how he or she was feeling the last few days of their life. So I'll get tightness in my chest. Um, I immediately know that that is something to do with my heart and it has something to do 
um, with my lungs when I have that pressure. I'll cough when it's a smoker. Swear to God, it's so I All of a sudden, I am coughing as if I just inhaled a cigarette. <laughs> and so the, they, they come to me and with my body using that Claire to show me what they went through. And, and are you okay with that? Like you have, you give them your permission then, obviously. Or... Yes, because, well, that's a good question. I must have, because that's what they do. And I've been okay with it. <laughs> I know that's like, kind of what this episode's about too, right? It's like, okay, well, what the, is that well, okay with me? That well, shit, right? I probably <laughs> should have said, yeah. No, I got to set some boundaries. But no, I, I actually start off by saying I will, I share everything that I see, feel, and hear. So then oh, I say, yes, you can use my body, but they, I have symbols. Like I said, if I, I know the smokers cough immediately. I'm like, oh, he was a smoker because I'm getting that cough of some water. And then you get the, the real like three packs a day where I have to pause and drink some water because I'm coughing so much. Mm -hmm. And then the pressure in my chest, anxiety, I immediately know what depression, anxiety feels like. Mm -hmm. um, and and sometimes I get pain in certain areas, shoulder, knees, feet. I'll start to walk funny or I can tell that I'm, if I was to walk, I'd have a, a lopsided, you know, limp or a, a weird gait. So those are part of that clairsentience, right? So what about you? How how does it come up for you in your work? Well, I, I think... Um... Or maybe every day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was the meat manchet episode where uh, I was talking about kind of when I first realized that I might be, you know, a light worker and kind of like clairsentient. And, and it was, I was essentially interviewing a patient that um, had bone cancer in, I think it was their shin, mm. in their femur. I don't know. I can't remember where it was exactly, but I just remember going home with a limp. Yeah. And and my dad was like, oh, girl, no, you need to manage that shit. Like, <laughs> you can't just take everybody's pain or you're going to get, you know, sick. Like it, it wasn't. So for me, it, it's, it was very different than your experience because, you you know, you are inviting it on, on a very specific platform. You have terms and you're always working in the light and love. So, you know, you're very, very protected when you say show me when you feel and hear. I didn't do that. Right. So I was getting inundated with like all of these patients and they were sick. And, and I think as caregivers, a lot of times we do that. We, mm -hmm. we don't understand that if you're Claire sentient, you, you are picking up, you don't know where your energy begins and their energy starts. So you end right. up just absorbing all kinds of crazy shit. Mm -hmm. And, and, and then you wonder why you're not feeling well, <laughs> you know? That's right. Yeah. So yeah. I've, I've learned very quickly and in my nuclear medicine life, I work with, you know, cancer patients and cardiac patients. So they're, they're usually in a lot of pain and stress and anxiety. And so whenever I, I mean, I've learned over the years that when I go into work, I have a tremendous amount of bubbling around clairsentience because I don't, uh, don't want to feel that. I just want to show up in my power and be, uh, but I want to also trust in my gut. I want to like pick up on you know, on the things that they're not saying, you right. know, I think that makes us better at our jobs and we're intuitively connecting, but I don't, I don't want to feel it. And take it home. <laughs> no, yeah. <way>. no, <laughs> no. And then that would be hard to know if you're walking around absorbing everyone else's shit that like, okay, so what's mine? Mm -hmm. And do I need to go to a doctor? <laughs> 
Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and, you know, so that's an, another podcast for us too, where we're going to be talking about is the, the boundaries for the empath, you know, when you are an empath and you are clairsentient, you know, what are some strategies that you can use to kind of protect yourself from, from that energy and discern what's mine and what's theirs. Right. So I think that that's going to be a, yeah, I think more people are going to relate to the clairsentience because they're an empath and, and, and not be aware, not know what to do, not have, have any knowledge of, um, how, like you said, to protect themselves, to set boundaries and to know the difference to discern. But I think that's a really common one, especially for young women. For some reason, I, I sense and feel that young women where, especially when they're going through their menstrual cycle, they become all of a sudden very sensitive to people's emotions and their own emotions. And I think that kind of opens up and now they're picking up because like, hello, menstrual cycles, all you, know, when you live with female roommates, your cycle starts to blend, right? Everyone's all in the same fucking cycle. So I think we start to open up and, and then we start to blend and mesh our energies and that clairsentience shows up and all of a sudden like oh shit i have cramps damn it girl did you have your period <laughs> oh yeah yeah no i think that's a that's a really really good point and it's something that you know a lot of young uh women and men you know probably do deal with more and, and then the you know the awareness i think is key right it's just understanding like so whenever you're feeling something and you can't explain it that's the first thing i would i would go to is you know what is mine and what is theirs Right. So like if you're ever feeling some kind of weird pain or sensing something strange, it might be a really great opportunity for you to just ask that very simple question. Just stop, take a deep breath and go, is this mine or is this somebody else's? And that awareness, right, it just brings you into your power where you're like, I don't want to feel that from somebody else. So you know, then the next step becomes something like putting up a little invisible bubble, you know, and just energetically saying, okay, you know what? I'm protecting my energy right now. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's right. Yeah. Yep. That's when I talk about that all the time, the, uh, it depends on your color. Cause you can do whatever color resonates with you, but I like the pink bubble um, of protection is what I use and kind of teach. And there's a meditation for that too. That That's something that I think people really need to realize and believe that they can, with intention and visualization, set a beautiful boundary and light, a protection of light around themselves when they leave the house. Yeah. 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 I always call that a, um, it's, it's like this, uh, it's porous, you know, like it, it, the bubble, I usually do my bubble with a, deep breath in. And then as I push out, I'm, mm. I'm creating the bubble around me. And uh, for me, it's usually green just because it's my heart chakra. And that's the one that's like, I want to exude love, you know, mm, and yeah. understanding. So the, the, the thing that I'm very conscious about with my bubble is that it's porous, but it's one way. So I can send out love and light and energy and in my authentic self through this bubble, mm-hmm. but I, and I will receive people's love and light and authentic mm-hmm. self, yeah. but all of the negative energy, all mm-hmm. of that stuff, it's not going to, it cannot penetrate. Right. So when, when we say bubble, you know, it's not that you're closing yourself off to the world. Right. right. That is not the intention. The intention is actually just protection against the things that are not serving you. That's so right. for us, you know, for a love and light and all that good stuff, but, but very discerning against negative energy. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mine's always pink because pink, well, one, it was taught to me pink um, from an old friend that you know that I speak of um, who really helped me in my spiritual awakening many years ago. And she taught me pink light because of that very same thing. She said, this will allow only love in and out, but anything else, it'll bounce off like plexiglass. It cannot come through. And I um, I do too. And, And so I really do think it's up to you to decide what light, uh, what color of light is your bubble or snow globe or whatever you want to call it, right? Or that resonates with you. So my pink is always like the rose quartz pink color. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But there's been times where it's been just white. Like, yeah, no. (laughs) Nothing's coming in right now. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, I I use that a lot with my clients as well as they're, you know, embracing their spiritual selves and and also they're learning to manage themselves. You know, that 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 bubble is just a really powerful mechanism. And I have a client that's really super fun. Hers is like a it's like a rainbow color. So it's got like all like an iridescent bubble, like a, you know, yeah. when little kids blow the bubbles. Yes. It, 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 that's how she describes it. And I just thought that was just so cool. So, you know, have fun with that, right? Practice yeah. it, try it, have fun with it. There's no wrong way to do it if your heart is in the right place. Right? That's right. It, there's no wrong here as long as you have good intention. I like that. So the clear sentience, um, wrapping, coming back to that again, that feeling of and sensing. So trusting your intuition by what you feel. So just to add a little bit more to that, because we've been kind of talking about the physical, you know, whether we're feeling touch or I think Jen Jensen mentioned how someone was playing with her hair right during a Reiki session. And, um, but what about emotions, right? That's part of the clairsentience. Would you agree? So if I am tapping into someone's energy and I suddenly feel really sad, and I don't know why, right? Yeah. Or fatigue. Um, so, right? Or anger. Because yeah. I'll tell you, there's a lot of hormonal anger in our house right now. And I might be... <laughs> okay, you said that happen- twice now. <laughs> I know. Well, it is happening. Uh, it's real. And we're coming up on a year in a fucking pandemic in this house together. <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I hear you, girl. I, uh, I'm i with you, sister. 100%. Right. 100%. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I was just wondering if you ever, does clairsentience for you ever come across as emotion? Where maybe yeah. someone was trying to convey, yeah. you know, like a spirit was trying to convey how they felt yeah and i think um you know what what is what is cool about this right it so i use this in business a lot <laughs> especially when i'm negotiating like a contract or yeah, I, I was or, perfect yes <laughs> some kind of yes. conflict resolution or you know i'm usually going in usually my team is i mean they're fucking badasses they're really really independent and very very competent um so there's not very usually the times that i have to intervene as the CEO, it's usually like to just move shit along finally, or, you know, this is the final conflict resolution or some kind of like negotiation. And I'm usually in in rooms with people that I'm not sure how they're going to perceive me, you know? And so the first thing is they don't believe that I'm the CEO of the company, which is (laughs) really fucking annoying. Annoying, but I think that's awesome. (laughs) You look at me and they're like, um... Uh, when is your boss coming in? Oh, you know, like, um, how about you suck my dick? Yeah. 
no, sorry. That was very inappropriate. I would never say that. But, mm-hmm. it, but you yeah. know, there, there's a presumption that, you know, I'm not in ownership of this company. But then it, I, I think I use that, that clairsentient to like kind of gauge, like who is where, with yeah. the you know, where am I going to get the most bang for my buck? How am I, how are they feeling? And then I, I kind of start strategizing like, okay, I feel like this person's energy is really in alignment with mine, you know? And then I, I look at somebody else who's me, who maybe is more of a skeptic that is needing a lot more encouragement. So then I'm starting to formulate in my mind, what are some of the words that I'm going to be using in order to strategize, to help them understand <clears throat> my perspective and get what I need done? I love it. Yeah, that feeling like going into like those kinds of situations, it's like always like really, and I, you know, I guess I don't realize how much I depend on that until like, I mean, really until just now when you really talking about it, I I really do rely on that a lot to help me manage that. Right. Reading people's energies and behaviors. And I, and again, getting back to to girls and and females and all ages but let's think about it when you're walking into a room of females and which ones do you gravitate towards the ones that are like warm and fuzzy right because their energy is like hi or you can sense when someone's in a bad mood or if they're angry and and maybe they're smiling hi how are you and you can just tell like dude you're pissed off about something um or someone's having a bad day and i i think i think people who are listening to this can absolutely resonate and to say that they probably use it every day with just human behavior, that clairsentience and and reading people. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, you know, it really becomes, um, I think in in lots of jobs, whether you're a therapist or a doctor or nanny or teacher, you know, or like a, a tech like me, you know, or or working in business and any kind of job where you're working with people, you're, mm-hmm. you know, at that ability to kind of tap in to what is happening safely, yes. you know, not like wide open. So you're like going to get, you know, yourself into trouble, like we spoke about earlier, but yeah, using that strategically to, to really help you, I think is really important. And I think a lot of really successful people in, in my experience, especially in medicine, they are totally tapping into this. Yeah. You know, they like some of the best you know, nuclear techs I've ever worked with are, have the really, really strong clairsentient physicians that I've worked with that are just like completely badass mm-hmm. and, and they just know shit because they're feeling it. They're sensing it. They're opening themselves up yeah. to that energy, to that, to that unspoken. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I do too. <sighs> All right. What's next? I'm loving it. <laughs> Here we go. Well, these are the two that are maybe not quite as right. Think I the agree. Clever- they're, they're not as common and they're not uh, as talked about. Right. Right. The other four. So um, I, let's just go with this, the clairsmelliant. <laughs> <laughs> we call it Claire Smelliant. Yes, but, but it's, it's actually called what now, Manji? What's it called? Um, I think it's Claire Alliance. Um, Claire Alliance. It's not Alliance. I don't know. Alliance. Maybe it's Claire Alliance. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Lean. Leanance. Right. L-I-E-N, you think. But I, yes. I don't know. Claire Leanance. We should know this. <laughs> we don't call it that. That's why. We That's call why it Smelliant. Okay. <laughs> That's just the easiest to remember, right? Claire Smelliant. And obviously, this means clear smelling. So I, every now and again, will just get a nice old whiff of cigarette smoke. 
And it's the kind of cigarette smoke that has been sitting in a an old pickup truck that's been to the mountains fishing, hunting. Uh, it's got dirt everywhere and it's got the smell of gasoline and oil mixed with that smoke. Sometimes it's just right in front of my face and just a little whiff of it. And I know that that's my dad without oh. without hesitance, you know. Um, and then there's a, a rose colored, it's an old, I call it old fashioned, it's probably not old fashioned. It's, there was a dial soap that I think that had a rose scent to it. I don't know, or just that an old rose scent in soap or lotion. Yeah. It was always in my grandmother's house, my grandmother, Jessie. And uh, so again, that smell. And it's funny how spirit knows what smell to send me so that I can pick up on who's there. Wow. So yeah, and I wish that I actually I should probably set the intention in my next few readings that I have uh, coming up. I'm going to actually ask spirit to send me a scent. I'm going to practice because I don't really open myself up to that one because I just don't, it doesn't come very often and I don't think of it. But now haven't you experienced smelling? Oh yeah. No, this one is probably my, well, I mean, sometimes I do smell certain kinds of cologne, mm. you know, um, and, and um, I actually have a client of mine who, who is really profoundly connected to smell and mm. can smell all kinds of crazy, crazy shit to the point where he actually went to the doctor and said, um, I think I have some like <laughs> nasal pharyngeal like problem because I, 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 he would walk into a place and be like, can you smell that? And Interesting. Smell that? And it would, you know, and, and then that kind of turned it into a little, like a little bit of a taste. He was kind of wondering if something was wrong with him. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, slowly we, we started kind of unpacking that and figuring out that it's kind of like you and it, like we talk about in tarot, they, there's, um, or like with your mediumship, it's like you, you get familiar with the symbols or the smells and you yeah. start translating what they mean. And so that was the process that was having to be born with him was, okay, when I smell this, it means this, you know, yes. okay. When I'm smelling like lemons, it actually is, you know, my past or this summer with right. or whatever it was, you know? So it's, it's just a really, it was, that is probably the one that I'm least uh, probably connected to that in the tasting. I don't often go there. I, I, I do taste things every now and again, which is the next one we're going to talk about, but smelling is not my, if I do, it's something very, very strong. Like it's not like a subtlety. It's like cigarette or yeah. it's like a, like a, like a lily or like a, like a strong flower, you know, that, yeah. um, and, and I'm kind of always in, like impressed by, you know, those wine tasters. Oh yeah. They, they can just like pick out like all of those beautiful smells. Tobacco. Yeah. And, that's yeah, yeah. Like, I think those are the people that are really yeah. connected to the Claire smelliant. Yeah. You know, they're the people that are, can, are like really, really cool. Like foodies that just really can pick up all the subtle nuances of a dish you know like yeah. I, I think they make probably great chefs and you know wine connoisseurs or tasters or whatever florists even you know I think right I, I just don't have that um like I'm like yeah that oh that bouquet smells really beautiful <laughs> <laughs> I don't really I don't know I cannot discern between what flowers or wood and you know yeah. so yeah it, but it's also not my interest I'm not a big gardener or you know I mean I love food though so I should probably be better at Claire 
smelliant and because <laughs> I love food so much. <laughs> well, what's funny about that is I think kind of touching upon what you said about the person you knew that had that clear smelling and was smelling everything. The minute I smell a certain smell, it can bring me back way back to a memory. Yeah. Right. An old car like Melina's car is um, it's it's I mean, it's not that old, but it's an older car. I think it's a 2002. So that's pretty old. But it has that old car smell. And the minute I sit in it, I am now 16 in my Datsun 310 GX you know, <laughs> driving to Casket High School. So yeah. I, I think about how that smell and different smells, just like different songs or music, yeah. different things can take you to a moment to a memory, to a place, to a person. And so maybe that's why that Claire, you know, that clear smelling works for people and why it's there. And some more people have it more prevalent because they have a reason for it. It, It's bringing up a memory. It's there's a use for it. Or like you said, a symbol. Maybe yeah. it means something to them so that they know exactly what that means. Ah, I'm smelling, you know, my grandmother's gravy right now. So I know exactly what, that what means. this means. Yeah. You're so fucking brilliant. That is so brilliant because I relate. That makes so much more sense to me because I don't, I don't automatically smell something, you know, but you're right. When I do smell something, I do, I, I can transport yourself yeah. back to like a time, you know, it's like, related. Yes. Yeah. Like I smell like my, in my mom's Indian cooking, I know exactly what dish it is and where it, you know, like, yeah. So that, that's just so brilliant. That's such a cool way to look at it. I, I think I was kind of more stuck on just smelling something. Yeah. Something coming across your nose all of a sudden. Yeah. Versus like how you're saying like a memory. And if you think about it, you know, your smell, your sense of smell and and even taste, it does uh, like affect your brain in a very specific way, right? It's hitting on certain parts of your brain that are becoming lack of a better word ignited. I was just going to say ignited. Uh, yeah, you were stimulated. Yeah, like like memory, you know. So I love that. Yeah, I do too. I, I do too, actually. And again, another one that I could really just open up and practice in my readings is telling spirit, okay, you know my story. You know what I'm going to pick up on. If you need me to say uh, a certain something or a symbol, you use my smellience. <laughs> Use my clear smellings. Make me smell it, you know? Because maybe if I did smell the rose soap, I would say grandmother. Yeah, you would. You would. would. Wow, that is so brilliant, right? I I love that, that you're, I mean, really, it's like just adding another tool to your toolbox, right? To open up that, that we were speaking about earlier. It's that radio wave, that broadcasting from spirit that we're kind of just, you know, fine tuning. Um, Why not? Right. It's communication, communication. Yeah. And symbols. So let's touch upon the last one and then we probably have to wrap it up. But, and I don't, the taste we kind of touched on, we don't need to go deep. It's pretty, it's connected to the smell, right? But I'm thinking uh, also, I don't know why, the taste of like maybe lead in the mouth, right? Or, or um, 
if you get like a nasty taste in your mouth, yeah, sickness. I was yeah. thinking, I don't know why. Yeah, um, just, I get that. Do you? Yeah, if I feel if I'm around somebody that's really toxic and I'm kind of feeling that negative energy, it's almost like my first line of defense is like my clairsentient and then my claircognizance. Like I know this person's not very good. My gut instinct is kind of telling me, but I maybe I'm in a place where I can't really get away from them right now. But the longer I'm there, I start feeling like I want to throw up. Like I start yeah. feeling like, like I, my salivary glands, yeah. uh, like I'm actually feeling it right now as we're talking because I'm remembering that feeling Yeah, and I do, right. I feel like I want to throw up. Like, yeah. It just, it's, it's like, I need to get the fuck out of Dodge. Like this yeah. is disgusting. Right. Whatever, you know, because yeah, the person's making you sick to your stomach. So, right. And then therefore you really literally are feeling physically sick to yes. your stomach. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I never really put that together. Yeah. Did you have a story? Yes. Okay. Let's do it and then we'll wrap it up. It's so it's not necessarily about the Claire's. It has to do with young children who are new to to being human, right? And how they see and sense spirit and, and they're still open because you had addressed you know, someone who's younger is much more open and they have their guides. So they're, they have that deep knowing. Well, there's a story and, and I'm trying to remember, I heard it over the radio and I can't think of the author's name who wrote about it. It stayed with me and I, I may have shared it with you. And it was about this couple who had a little boy, a son, and he was very young. I think he was three or four and they were about to have a baby girl and they talked to him and they were preparing him about you're going to have a little sister and he was so so excited about his little sister coming and he kept saying things to his parents like okay well when she's born can i be with her i just can i be with her by myself because i need to really i need to be with her by myself be alone and they were like okay okay you know well the baby girl was born he was so excited and he would love on her and talk to her and then he would beg like I need to be with her by myself without you guys there. I need to be with her. And they they said it was a little alarming. They were like, well, they, were, they weren't sure, like, why? So they agreed and they said, okay, we will. So they she was in the crib. They let him go talk to her or be with her in the room. They closed the door, but they stood right outside the door to listen just to and to be ready just in case. They didn't know if it was going to hurt her. You know, they didn't yeah. know what was going to happen. And this is what they heard. They hear him say, hey, I'm starting to forget what God looked like. Can you remind me? So he being the three-year-old or four-year-old, I think he was three, but it was about his memory of where he'd come from, right? And he's in that transition. He was young enough. So that's when you see toddlers seeing things, knowing or hearing things. I really do believe that they are surrounded with the angels, that we all are. But they are so fresh and new and so open that they see them and trust them and follow their guidance. Where we have to really think hard and tap in because we've been conditioned and we've been human a lot longer than them. Oh yeah. Cool story. Kind of bombarded by, right? Like, but just like life and the rigor of this 3D world. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And that's what I love about this episode, right? It's just kind of a reminder of where we were when we were young, you know, and 
And what are we hearing? How do we have clear feeling, clear smelling, clear taste, clear knowing, you know, clear, yeah. just that seeing that, you know, just kind of reminding ourselves. That a we reminder are. to, to be open, like a three-year-old. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I love it. Love it. Oh my God. And I love you. I um, love you more. Thank you for doing this episode. This was really, really fun. I love it. I love it a lot. I love it a lot. You're the best. So, all right. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you next week. Thanks everyone. Namaste. Bye. Bye.